Welcome back to the Can't Relate podcast. I'm your host, Emily Dukes, and we're going to finally be diving into episode three of this fucking show. God, if you are new here, if this is the first episode you are tuning in for, my partner and I moved to California like three-ish weeks ago, and I had to make this decision of whether or not I was going to just pause the podcast altogether or, you know, was I going to like switch episodes around? It was a whole thing. I created a menu for this show. I wanted structure. I had titles. I had graphics all ready for this. And then the move just threw me off. And if you listened to last week's episode, I already know you can hear the energy difference in my voice in comparison to last week. I felt so depressed and discouraged. It is a holiday. Uh, It's Monday, the 29th, so it's Memorial Day if you live in the U.S. And, you know, I'm just vibing. It's sunny outside. I've got crochet shit all over the bed. I've got my colored pencils and notebooks nearby. I went on an hour-long walk this morning, relatively slept well, got some good socialization in this weekend, and I'm just, you know, trying to not think about all of the other shit that's going to hit me when I go back to work tomorrow and taking care of adult things and doctor's appointments and insurances and just so much shit. I think another reason why I've struggled with getting back into the flow with the episodes is I just don't know why I put this particular episode so soon in the show because I can talk on so many other topics. Like I I don't need to do a lot of research to explain like depression and anxiety or growing up in a church, but this particular episode, I really wanted to pour into like the educational element to it. Like I didn't just want to ramble. And I talked with a friend of mine uh, several times about this episode because I felt so lost on how to structure this. Uh, I'm going to go on and throw out the trigger warning now. This particular episode is going to be diving into New Age spirituality, mentions of QAnon, mentions of the anti-vaccine community, and some church cults. We're just going to kind of see where it goes because I'm going to be totally honest with you. I got through scripting maybe the introduction, and then I was just like, I I genuinely don't know where to go from here. Could this episode just turn into a rant? It's very possible. I would love at some point to do a whole educational episode or a series of episodes on just my obsession and fascination with understanding cult-like things. But at the at the moment, I don't have the energy for it. And I, I would still rather this be conversational than me just reading off a script. I have podcasts that I listen to that do kind of more follow a, like a very strict script. And it's great, but I'm also intentionally looking for those. And that is not the structure for this particular podcast, let alone this particular season. So for right now, because I'm in a pretty good mood, uh, I feel talkative and my partner is not in the house. So that's something else because I don't have my own office space anymore. If you didn't know, we're back into a two bedroom house. And so it's kind of like I either record at my desk in the living room or I come into the bedroom and sometimes I just don't want to be in the bedroom. It's a whole thing. But because he's not here, I feel comfortable. You you know how it is. You're just like you want you want the you want the quiet when you're recording an episode, but you also don't want to like infringe on them if they are also in the middle of something or if he's like fucking working because that is totally valid. I yeah. So uh, we're gonna see how this goes. I, uh, I I feel the need to start this episode by affirming my friends who have different belief systems than I do. I have struggled with the idea of this episode ever since I decided I was going to put it on the show. And I get it. I have like only a few followers who are actually listening to this. So in the end, it's really just not going to matter if I decide to switch things around, if I rename things. I get that. But this topic has been so important to me and I've felt really lost in it for over a year. And I really want to give validation to people who are feeling these things, who are thinking these things, but maybe they're afraid to speak out about it. Yet I'm also having to accept that I might make enemies from this episode, or people might misunderstand me, or people might call me a hypocrite. And one of the things that I was talking about with my friend as I was struggling with this episode, I don't know how to approach this and not step on toes. It's funny how I'm comfortable with stepping on 
people's toes if they are within the like fundamentalist evangelical side of Christianity because I have very strong opinions on what is right and what isn't within those communities uh, because I also have experience with it and I see how it damaged me versus this one. I have only secondary experience with it because I watched a friend go through it and I watched her entire personality and just a very being change. And I think this is a great time for me to dive into it because I feel like I have gained some knowledge on what happened with her because when it first happened and, uh, you know, our friendship fell apart, I was like, what the fuck? What happened to this person? And I feel like there are going to be some people who relate to this and then I feel like there are going to be people who don't relate to this. And I'm worried about breaking a sort of trust that you may have developed in me based on what I'm about to talk about and share some opinions on. I I recognize that's a part of life, but again, I I want to still be affirming to the ones who are exploring their spirituality, who aren't sure where they're going in life. I don't really want to skirt around the topic anymore, Um, so I... uh, we're just going to dive right in. Welcome to episode three of the Can't Relate podcast. So I had a best friend through college. She and I met over Instagram and we connected very fast because not only did we look quite similar, but we had ironically identical backgrounds with our families. We both grew up ultra conservative Christian. We were both homeschooled. We both had parents who were alcoholics. And so there was this deep bond of we're the same. We would kind of make a joke of like, ha, we're the same. Um, and, and of course, there's like nuances to each person, but it was just like, it feels like I have found a soulmate, someone who understands me, who empathizes with me because they've had such similar experiences. And we both had experiences with sex and weed right around the same time. And so our conversations were full and mentally stimulating. And I just felt supported in a time, I felt supported by her in a time when I did not feel supported by a lot of people, including my parents. I forget about this, but when I reflect back on the pandemic times, which I will get into the details of this in a different episode, because this is not the episode for my like deconstructionist Christianity, whatever the fuck story. But during that first year of the pandemic, I forgot that I wasn't on speaking terms with my mom for months. And she and I are okay now, but I recognize that this friend of mine would have become a staple for me like to rely on because I didn't have that maternal support. And so this friend sort of stepped in and, and she felt like a sister to me. It felt like we were within this just collective struggle of figuring out life post-Christianity and figuring out who we wanted to be and discovering life and relationships with men and and all of the things. She moved out of the country during the pandemic and the first sort of yellow to red flag that I saw within those first few months of her living in a different country was her resistance to getting the COVID vaccine. And I don't want to dive into the politics of the vaccines, let alone just politics in general in this episode, because that's not that's not what this particular episode is about. It's not that that isn't important. It's just I, I'm just not here for diving into that. And, uh, you know, I am I, I was of the personal belief that the majority of the population should have gotten the vaccine. Uh, it's like unless you have like either a disability or sickness that would like warrant you from not getting it or if there were particular like fears like from trusted doctors saying hey like you may need to wait for a second whatever it is like I, I don't even want to like and see here we are this is this is where I'm struggling because I'm like oh well every every person's opinion is valid and yet I'm also sitting here like but deep down I'm like I, I think the majority of people should have gotten the vaccine and there were people who were turning it into this like spiritual political issue of pushing back and saying like oh they are they are squashing my rights they're taking away my rights it's like yeah you know what dude in the end like you're going to choose what you're going to choose to do but it was her reasoning for not getting the vaccine that bothered me and I didn't say anything about it because I was like well it's just not my place her reasoning was because she essentially felt like the government was trying to control her 
that the government, you know, is out to get people. The whole thing, I'm, I'm sure you have seen friends and family and just strangers on the internet talking about like, you know, fuck mask mandates and all the things. And that's another thing that really sucks because I worked through the pandemic. I worked in coffee shops through the pandemic. And to have a sign on your door that says, please wear a mask when you enter and for people to come in and insist to not wear one. It was like, I've been told by my management that I can't serve someone if they don't have a mask on. Yet I have this person standing in front of me insisting on trying to order, literally speaking over me saying, I want this kind of latte and I want this and this. And it's just like, I I cannot take your order. And like, I'm like, I, I fucking don't care how you feel about masks. Just fucking put one on when you are walking into the shop if it says like you need to wear a mask. You know what I mean? Especially during those times when things were very uncertain. Obviously, things like look very different now in 2023 and just and so seeing her sort of slowly shift her perspectives on certain things. I think part of it was from living in another country as well as what she was starting to research and dive into that I think this, it was the inception of her disconnect from reality. And I think that is the common theme that's going to show up in this episode is my biggest issue with what happened with her and what I have now seen within other people who are deeply extremist in either New Age spirituality or QAnon is this disconnect from reality. I said earlier that she and I left religion around the same time, and I had this moment of feeling like she joined another religion without there being a break in between her questioning. My friend had always been open to tarot cards and crystals and like essential oils even before leaving Christianity. And I I played with them too. I thought crystals were really beautiful at that time. I got myself a pack of tarot cards. And when you are leaving a religion that you've been in for your entire life, of course it makes sense to be searching for something else to grasp onto because you feel so unstable. I'm like imagining there being this like blizzard and the wind is blowing around like so hard and you can't see shit. And so you're just gripping onto this like iron pole that's like stuck in the ground and you're just trying to hold on to it for dear life because you have no idea what the fuck is happening and you don't know how you're going to get out. And so again, my struggle with this episode is I feel like I am just trying so hard to be empathetic and understand this other person's experience in life and that maybe it's just not my place to judge. Maybe it's not my place to say anything. And I've I've just been really conflicted about this. The things that she was using in innocence and like for fun, where she was like finding meaning out of it, but not attaching her entire life to it, it flip-flopped and she started attaching her entire being to it. Where she went from trading prayer with manifestation and a relationship with God to, quote, downloading messages from the universe. It was like the relationship changed, like the the wording changed, but the belief system didn't. And at the time, I was so frustrated because I was just kind of staying neutral. I didn't even like associate with them like, yeah, I'm an atheist or I'm an agnostic or I'm this, this. It was just kind of like, I am nothing. I'm cool with not having a label right now. I'm just kind of observing and that's fine with, with me. And I get it. Like she is going to have a different experience than I do. And I also understand where there was sort of a disconnect of like, oh, fuck, I thought we were on this path together. I thought we were kind of doing this together. We were relying on each other. And now I can't talk to you about all of these things because you are replacing those beliefs that you were working so hard to deconstruct with different beliefs that are just as harmful and just as extremist. Because fundamentally, there's nothing wrong with crystals. There's nothing wrong with tarot cards. There's nothing wrong with your essential oils whatsoever. However, I take massive issue if someone tries to put crystals into their water after moon bathing them on the window during the full moon and mercury retrograde, all of that, in order to cure a parasite that you have for nine plus days because you don't want to invest in like Western medicine or go get an antibiotic because you're, I, I don't even know why. I'm like, I don't know if like you've had bad experiences like with the medical community, which also as an aside, I deeply understand that I'm experiencing that with 
struggling to trust certain medical providers because I can't find people who are both in my network, as well as just feeling seen and heard as a female within the gynecologist region. But that doesn't mean I'm looking at Western medicine and seeing it as this scam and I am looking to alternative medicine to heal this very real issue that I am having. I will never forget talking on the phone with my friend nine plus days out from having contracted this parasite, losing a shit ton of weight, throwing up constantly, and her continued resistance to going to the doctor to get a fucking simple antibiotic that would have cured all of this until she finally did go. I've had to realize that that break in our friendship didn't happen when we actually stopped talking. It started happening way earlier. I have notes on my phone and voice memos where I ranted and cried about watching my friend lose touch with reality. I was so frustrated seeing someone that I had considered both intelligent and intuitive start down a path that I couldn't and wouldn't follow her on. And to make matters worse, my friend convinced her partner to not get the vaccine because if they, quote, in the future decided to have kids, she didn't want the vaccine to fuck up her kids. Once again, if you feel differently about vaccines than I do, you are welcome at this table. However, when you are harming someone else and influencing someone else based on your selfish reasonings, I don't fucking respect you. Over the last year, I have seen old photos of myself with this friend, and I have slowly been working on deleting those photos from Instagram and off my phone as I come across them. And I've had to check myself with this because I've always questioned, was I in the wrong for what happened in the end? I think it is absolutely important to play devil's advocate for yourself, to remain as neutral as you can as you try to figure out, you know, what happened between you and a friend or you and a partner. And sometimes there is a, a more disconnected percentage of things where it was one party's like 80% fault, yours 20%. You know what I mean? Like if someone cheats on you, it's like, okay, like the relationship ending is absolutely more on them than it is on you. I, I digress. But what haunted me was seeing photos of my friend from when she and I would hang out in person to the photos that I was seeing on Instagram because it, it was so much more than her changing the color of her hair and not wearing makeup or changing the clothes she was wearing because again, nothing was wrong with that. I, I still don't entirely know how to explain this and I've had to ask friends to like look at the photos for me. This happened like over a year ago where I was like, do you see this? Am I crazy? Can you go through and look at this and tell me like, am I wrong? Like it, it, it isn't these like physical changes, it is this shift in your aura that is coming across condescending and judgmental, but it's like also toxic positivity and this belief that you are here on the planet to save people, that you've been sent to this planet from an alien planet to save people and bring them up to a higher frequency. This is where we transition in the episode to the cult conversation. I remember laughing with this friend about a woman that I nannied for during the pandemic who wouldn't let me wear my watch, my Apple watch, or have my cell phone near her one-year-old baby because I had to hold him during his entire nap. She wouldn't let me have those on because she was afraid of the, quote, EMF frequencies negatively affecting him, affecting his brain chemistry. And again, I feel like I'm like constantly reiterating this. I understand that I am not providing the educational portion of this that I would like to. I would love to be sitting here and explaining all of these elements. And in truth, I think this will, if it doesn't eventually become its own separate podcast that I dive into, I, I will at least hopefully dedicate some episodes to explain this more because it's fascinating to me, but it's also, I think, really important to talk about this because the health and wellness community is slowly mixing with the spiritual community, which is also slowly mixing with the conspirituality community, which is both like people who are very deep in conspiracy theories as well as spirituality, and it, it does tend to lean new age. I am going to try to provide some explanations of things. I do have some, some stuff on my notes that I'm going to read out, and I'm going to try my best to quote them properly so that you can also go and begin the research yourself if you're interested. I wanted to explore the surface level, though, of cult-like behaviors within religion and other groups and how things can become dangerous. 
I personally feel that your belief system, your religion, your spirituality is personal. It is not your job to convince someone else that your way is the right way. Therefore, I am not sitting here trying to convince you that my way is the right way. I would much rather have a conversation, however, of when someone's belief system starts harming A, other people, B, yourself, or C, the growth of society. For instance, I have multiple family members who believe being gay is a sin. They don't have friends who are gay. And if I have told them about friends of mine who are gay, even if one of these friends is a Christian, which in of itself is like a, such a difficult thing to exist as. Like if you are a part of the LGBTQIA community and you are a Christian, I know you understand how difficult that is to be around the wide range of Christians who believe different things about it or nuances about it. And, and so it's it's harmful to the society. It's harmful to people who just want to exist and who just want equality as much as the next person. And then you have my friend who refuses to get the vaccine in the name of supporting the rest of the community of that sort of global immunity to a disease that we know nothing about that is killing shit tons of people. And because you have this many doubts about Western medicine and that the government is trying to control you, you are opting out of potentially preserving parts of humanity, I just find that to be really disgusting. Because then when you go onto your social media and you start promoting that, you start promoting your decision and also trying to convince people of why they shouldn't get the vaccine or perhaps why they shouldn't have this particular thing or do this particular thing, that's when things become both scammy and disingenuous. And that's something I finally landed on of like, what has bothered me about this situation with my friend? It's not that she uses crystals or tarot cards or believes in some higher power because I have many friends who have different spiritualities and different levels of religious relationships. What bothers me is she became an extremist within a different religion that essentially looks no different from the religion that she left, yet she thinks she has found the truth once again, versus like even just three years ago, she believed something entirely different. I am so open and need to like, uh, maybe like reiterate for myself so I feel better about myself that I, I am fully willing and almost part of me expecting for my beliefs to change even about this over time because I will garner new experiences. Like for me to change my mind about Christianity when I thought I was just going to be in it for the rest of my life and for me to be where I'm at now, of course, I want to be open to the fact that I could change my mind again. But I don't think my perspective will change on harm reduction or watching extremists attempt to control and shame people, as well as harming innocent people who have nothing else to hold on to because they're lost. It's the influencers who are peddling the Healy bracelets, which is a soft MLM that sells these expensive bands to wear that, according to the description on their website, and here's something that I'm going to read, says, quote, frequency balance. The voltage potential, i.e. the difference between the voltage inside the cell and the voltage between the cells, is responsible for healthy physiological cell metabolism. This mechanism explains why frequencies can be applied for many different purposes and disorders, end quote. From several podcasts that I've listened to, as well as the research that I've done, these terms are so perfectly confusing because they have just enough scientific verbiage to convince you that it must be right because it's scientific and it gets you to purchase this astronomically expensive device that ranges from fucking $500 for the most basic version to 4K with the app providing an additional charge for subscription services and additional add-ons. That's where the line begins to blur when you read things like that and you see things like that entering the health and wellness community. I mean, actually, case in point, Goop. If you don't know what Goop is, it's uh, a health and wellness company operated and owned by Gwyneth Paltrow, the ultimate almond mom. If you've seen any of this on TikTok or just... If you have not been under a rock, at some point you have heard about Gwyneth Paltrow and perhaps her jade egg that goes into your fucking vagina uh, that's meant to, quote, tone and uh, whatever the... It's like meant to tone your pelvic floor and whatever the fuck. 
or like a candle that smells like Gwyneth's vagina or all of these just ridiculous things that I would, it, 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 it's funny because I now live in the city where it almost, I think, exists the most. Some of the podcasts that I've listened to that are trying to debunk both MLMs as well as some of the weird shit that can be within the health and wellness spaces have been based in LA. And it's everything from the, you know, it's not just a sauna bath. It's a, and again, I don't even have like all the proper verbiage for it. So, you know, I, I understand this is coming across as like just your your friend at a dinner party just kind of rambling about their their feelings and emotions on things. So bear with me. Uh, you know, if you're not interested in this, you are absolutely welcome to skip this episode. But uh, you have people who are going into these, these like appointments with these just quack doctors who are just peddling just the modern version of snake oil. That That really is just it. Like, have you seen, I don't even know if this exists in other parts of the country because I actually only ever saw it in Vegas. I'd never seen it when I lived in Georgia. It's these bars that you go to that have oxygen hookups. What? You pay to like inhale more oxygen? I don't know if it's flavored. I'm going to be honest. I have not researched it a lot, but I always found that really weird. So it's like shit like that that exists. It especially exists in LA and it's because the health and wellness community is just fucking thriving and bright here. And with that comes this marriage with new age spirituality, which is typically, it is like more nuanced, but then you can get within realms that have very specific cult-like language. I've been fascinated with cults for several years now. It started with MLMs, which if you don't know what that is, is multi-level marketing. So that is like a deep dive into everything from Herbalife and doTERRA essential oils to Young Living essential oils, Mary Kay, LuLaRoe. Amway, Avon, Rodan and Fields, and so much more. If you're interested in hearing more about that or at least seeing where my perspectives are coming from, I have a couple of podcasts to recommend. The first one is The Dream Podcast. It is hosted by Jane Marie and I don't forget the other host's name. There were only two seasons, but I love listening back to them. And I hadn't actually listened back to the second season since my friend and I kind of had our little breakup moment. And listening to it now is even more affirming that I'm not the only one who sees this as sketchy as fuck. The first season is about MLMs. I think it covers mostly LuLaRoe, but like others as well, of talking about how it can bring women into the circle and make them feel like they have this community, but it's scammy because it's getting you to purchase these products up front that are typically very expensive. And so you're trying to have these parties and rope other people into it. And it's just a whole thing. The second season is about the scam of the health and wellness culture. And so it starts with an episode called What's Your Frequency? And it explains it much better than I could right now. I recommend go listen to that if you're interested in a follow-up to what I'm talking about. The second podcast is the Conspirituality Podcast. This is hosted by, I believe, two men who frequently have guests on to discuss different topics. And it's everything from uh, QAnon elements to Teal Swan or frequency, spirituality, all, all of... If any of this sounds familiar to you, perhaps it'll be interesting to you. If it doesn't make any sense, I, I do recommend just kind of kind of do some research if you want any any depth to this. I recognize at the moment I don't have the space to share that, and that's okay. The last resource I would give to you, and I high-key recommend this because I just really enjoyed this book. It's called Cultish. It's by Amanda Montel. She and her co-host hosted Sounds Like a Cult. And those episodes are really fun because it dives into the dangers of cult-like behaviors and followings with not cult things. So episodes would be like the cult of Tony Robbins, the cult of weddings, like planning your wedding and how people have this mentality around your wedding needing to look a certain way, be priced a certain way, the pitfalls that women can fall into with them, to the cults of Disney World, like Disney World adults, or the cult of dieting, the cult of home natural childbirths. It, it's fascinating. They're great lessons. And Amanda wrote a book that I think so perfectly, I think it so perfectly puts into words everything that I have been feeling since watching my friend 
sort of deep dive into some weird shit. We're talking shit like believing that she's from another planet sent to Earth to help raise the frequency of those around her so that they can ascend to a higher dimension. If that sounds crazy to you, that's the shit that I have been researching and racking my brain to understand for over a year now because it still doesn't make sense to me how someone could believe that. And yet, as I say that, I recognize that I was someone who fully believed that someone died on a cross for my sins and that there is a purgatory, uh, that there is a, a, a terrible, torturous place waiting for me after death if I don't follow this God. And so again, I recognize there are nuances within this. But some of the things that perhaps you've heard these before, perhaps you've seen some friends dive into this. And, you know, just as a disclaimer, if you believe any of these things, I do hope you know I am not trying to shit on you. If you if you enjoy them and use them for fun, if they give you some semblance of hope, I'm so happy that they do. I just hope that they are not something that turns into a distortion of reality where you think someone and something is out to get you and that you shut off these different parts of your brain where you don't realize what you are believing is actually beginning to harm you and other people. Some of these things were light language, which is essentially like speaking in tongues for a Christian, if you are familiar with that. Speaking in tongues is when people are battling quite literally just babbling in what sounds like a different language, but it's not actually a language. If I was a podcast that was like actually providing like the educational research, like some of the YouTube channels that I watch, I would insert something here. But for like not wanting to trigger you if you have been in those environments and that's very sensitive to you as well as just once again, time, go look that up. It's fascinating. It's a little weird. It's actually very weird. So you have light language, you have star seeds, which is this concept based on this fiction novel written in the 70s of this author speculating about alien life from another planet and how certain humans, especially the ones who feel like something's wrong with them, they don't quite fit in, that they are actually, it, those are actually signs that they are aliens and they chose this life so that they could come up to a higher frequency. Man, I just, I, I don't even know. Other elements are tarot cards, alternative spiritual practices. QAnon can tie into this. Occult language, reincarnation, karma, higher levels of consciousness, downloading messages from the universe, Gaia, Akashic records, breaking out of the matrix. These are phrases that I saw my friend use and people that she followed, people that she was starting to respect. And in my head, as I'm watching all of this happen, I'm like, if I have something happen in my very real life that is very disconnected from yours because you're not struggling with the same things that I am, you are not having to work a full-time $7 an hour coffee shop job, you are just kind of existing in this different country, and you are spouting off this nonsense on social media, and I want to come to you to vent about things, I don't fully trust how you're going to address the situation because are you going to tell me that I am at a lower frequency and that's why I'm not receiving the quote blessings of life? I mentioned Gaia, which is this website that I saw my friends slowly start to dive into and I believe was the source for the like just full unraveling of who I knew her to be as a person. It used to be known as Gaiam, and it is a, it was a website like devoted to the yoga community. And over time, it's transformed into a spiritual streaming service. And like a quick peruse of their website presented dozens of videos with sources on everything from, quote, the healing power of alignment, medical intuition, vibration tuning and healing to clairvoyance, chakras, ascension, Akashic records, and so much more. It feels like there is this hierarchy within New Age spirituality, and it seems like it's uncool to talk about because it comes across like you not accepting someone else or seeing them for who they really are. I feel quite differently about that. I don't feel like it's not that I'm trying to not see this person as they are, who they've, who they've become over time, because I fucking know that there are people in my life who don't understand what I'm doing, who probably think I'm living a life full of sin and are just waiting for me to come back to Jesus. 
I've grappled with this because as I'm sharing these opinions with you, I feel like I'm a hypocrite because I feel like I'm no different than someone leaving the faith and sort of becoming neutral on topics where someone still within the faith could look at me and think that I'm living that life of sin. And I think that's why it was important to me to at least figure out what is the core message of this episode today. It's that I... I struggle with someone who has lost touch with reality and someone who has become an extremist in their belief systems and are then using those with what they think is good intention to influence other people. I'm like, I feel like it should be a red flag when many people in your life, people who aren't just Christians from, you know, your past life are reaching out to your parents or to you asking if everything is okay. I didn't really experience that leaving Christianity. Then again, I didn't have a lot of friends uh, as I was like exiting out of it. But even then, there were these kind of more open conversations I was having with people. Whereas I heard from this friend how proud she was that people thought something was wrong with her. And she they thought that she was almost losing her mind. And her response to that being, no, I've actually found my mind and I'm ascending higher and higher and I'm downloading all these messages from the universe and I have never felt so happy. I sleep so well. And that can be such a slap in the face when you're struggling with your finances or you're not sleeping well or you have really scary health issues and you see someone who isn't struggling with any of that and they're trying to tell you that because you're at a lower frequency, there is something wrong with you. I spent a lot of time on Reddit trying to find people who had experienced this. That was actually my first source when my friend and I, I'm just going to call it, broke up. Because I didn't have a label for it at that time. I didn't know exactly what she was getting into. All I knew were like, here are the factors. Here's what's going into it. Here's what she's starting to talk about. What the fuck is this? So I actually copied some of the, the, the messages that people had written, some of the comments that people had posted. Because it, it, I feel like, I, I feel like it explains well other elements of where I'm coming from with this. I do understand that Reddit is full of people with differing opinions and perhaps not like the educational research, like the .edu research that I could have applied to this. And, then you, you know, I'm just, once again, you know, here we are. Uh, it says, quote, you cannot speak up otherwise you're told you're low vibrational slash that you haven't ascended enough slash that you need to face your shadow side and do more inner work. There is a hierarchy within new age spirituality. There are those at the bottom feeling sad, lonely and in need of answers or an understanding as to why they're suffering and what life is all about. Then there are those at the top who claim to have definitive knowing of all that there is in our reality and therefore have the answers that they seek because they are the most high vibrational beings. They are the ones who came here with their so-called predestined contract to help all of those in lower vibrations to ascend and raise their vibrational to help all of humanity and therefore should be trusted as being all-knowing. Which just to add to this, Raising your vibration helps you feel better by getting you out of a bad mood, but it does not help all of humanity when, like I mentioned in the first bit, there are still homeless people, third world countries, parts of the environment that are dying out, rape, and trafficking. Then you have everyone else in the middle who has listened to those higher-ups in their moment of loneliness and grief and now mimic the thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, and mindset of those above in the hopes that one day the same all-knowing carriers of information will transfer that information so they may too raise the vibration of all humanity, end quote. Fucking hell, I felt so seen when I originally read that. I think that it was like I took a screenshot of that and then I found it again when I was trying to do research for this episode. These were some other comments that I found. Quote, some of these practices can be harmful. Some, for example, have promoted anti-vaccine or homeopathic rhetoric and ideas But many of these practices cause less harm than conventional religious practices and are a way for some people to express their own spirituality and can be overall a force for social good and well-being. Many of the people who practice witchcraft or astrology or tarot don't even necessarily believe that they are actually practicing magic or predicting people's personalities or futures, but find them useful as a personal practice akin to good luck charms and the placebo effect. It's largely symbolic for most people. 
I have a theory that many people who move away from mainstream religions yearn for the sense of belonging, community, and congregation that they grew up in. In my experience, many of my previously religious friends start to join atheist groups. For me, as a second-generation atheist, this concept seems foreign. To me, atheism is simply a descriptive word that enables mainly religious people to categorize people and atheism as a construct only exists because and as long as religion exists. There's also a globally pervasive philosophy that we need to strive for constant improvement through motivational writings and self-help videos, etc. I've noticed that many people who leave mainstream religions lean towards these as well. Yes, not having the warm embrace of a God to comfort me in times of hardship can make the true futility and finite bounds of existence an uncomfortable fact, but there's not much to be done about that. Kindness, compassion for others, ethical behavior, and morality are the best ways to move forward. On the face of it, I really don't have an issue with people getting into New Age spirituality if they find it helpful. I think most of the stuff having to do with horoscopes, mediums, crystals, and so on are nonsense, but I think there's some value to be found in practices like mindfulness. However, I don't think we should ignore how New Age and spiritual spaces and communities have become especially susceptible to conspiracy theories, actively harmful medical and therapy practices, and MLMs and other scams. Many prominent New Age online influencers have begun spreading QAnon, anti-vax, and COVID denialist conspiracies to their audiences. Others take advantage of people's desperation and sell them $1,000 retreats, diluted bleach, essential oils, and countless other useless or harmful products to cure their or their loved one's cancer, depression, homosexuality, literally anything else. Many MLM companies, especially those that play into New Age spirituality, also target women specifically. It has gotten to the point where I think it's really difficult to draw the line between harmless and harmful New Age practices, since even generally harmless ones have become more susceptible to these problems. I have one last thing that I want to read to you, and then I'm going to wrap this up because I did not realize that this is turning into over an hour long episode. But you know what? We're here for it. I hope at the end of the day that I have done this episode justice. I've felt overall good talking about this. I've already accepted that some people may not understand, and that's okay. I want you to feel safe here, and I also want you to be safe within yourself. The last thing that I want to read to you is an excerpt, it's quite a long excerpt, from the Cultish book by Amanda Montel. Not every spiritual influencer is hazardous. In fact, many provide what I'd classify as a largely positive experience, offering inspiration, validation, and solace, even if just for a moment mid-scroll. In 2018, I investigated the growing phenomenon of, quote, Instagram witches for Cosmopolitan.com, and what I found was a diverse coalition of millennial women and non-binary people growing devoted digital followings with whom they attentively engaged over recipes for plant-based tinctures and astrological insights. This community of online witches seemed like a haven for many LGBTQ plus and BIPOC folks who felt unwelcome in so many old school religious spaces. They'd be practicing their craft either way. Instagram simply gave them a platform to share it and make a real living out of it. Almost everyone I investigated seemed genuinely motivated by helping people above anything else. And no one used the thought-terminating cliches, circuitous euphemisms, and other intentionally deceptive tactics that we now know constitute the worst kind of cultish language. But inevitably, the clout-hungry always find their way to social media, a machine that works to fuel our scammiest, most most narcissistic tendencies. In one corner, you'll find alternative healing opportunists masquerading as benevolent medical professionals like Dr. Joe Dispenza, a generic-looking middle-aged white guy who well over a million Instagram followers somehow trust as their new-age sage. Dispenza's army of adoring acolytes claim he's helped them manifest everything from their dream job to their spouse to their cancer remission. Dispenza shrewdly exploits SEO and other web marketing strategies to make millions selling an extravagant emporium of self-help workshops and retreats, public speaking engagements, corporate consultations, guided meditations, CDs, gifts, and books. Dispenza marries academic-sounding language with the paranormal. Examine, for instance, his definition of a quantum field. Quote, an invisible field of energy and information, or you could say a field of intelligence or consciousness that exists beyond space and time. 
Nothing physical or material exists there. It is beyond anything you can perceive with your senses, end quote. Needless to say, most followers don't have a background in, neuro in neuroscience or quantum mechanics, so they hear the esoteric jargon and they conclude that Dispenza must be legit. In a nearby zip code of the guru sphere, you'll find 20-something women adding an anti-establishment flavor to aspirational Instabaddy branding. Blonde and blue-eyed Heather Hoffman, Instagram handle at Activation Vibration is typically found bralette clad, sporting an ornate septum piercing alongside appropriate face jewels. Her ultra-produced triple-filtered images feature rainbow lens flares and jewel-toned lotus blossoms that accompany daily affirmations just vague enough to sound profound, i.e. receive the succulents of your own source and your eternal seeking shall cease. Her long, convoluted captions feature a dialect of New Age speak so cryptic that insiders want to like and comment, while outsiders can't help but keep scrolling through to find out what her beliefs actually are. Integrating potent quotes, quantum transformation, multidimensional space of time, divine alignment, upgrading your DNA, energy matrices, grids, and frequencies. In one video, Heather squats on the floor in a green bikini playing Tibetan sound bowls, undulating her torso. She begins speaking a form of light language. The comment section overflows with all kinds of divine goddess, hypnotizing, and Heather, you are a next level light code. In another clip, she sits before a mandala tapestry lecturing that COVID-19 was caused by government fear propaganda and that protecting yourselves means deactivating your matrix grid of fear so as to not pollute the divine order. Heather has been reincarnated precisely to cure humans of problems like these, she says, through her ability to access, quote, source or God and other spiritual realms available only to her since everyone else has fallen victim to a program. To access her wisdom, just sign up for one of her online classes, like the Cellular Activation Course, Upgrade Your DNA, for $144.44. Creeping along the influence continuum towards Scientology, these figures will cajole you into buying their ebook, then their meditation playlists, then their online hypnosis course, and by that point, your spiritual journey would be worthless if you didn't sign up for a workshop or retreat. For you, it might feel like the quest for self-actualization, but for them, it's a profitable, scalable, passive income generating cash cow. When an online guru uses too much absolutist language, that's new age scammer red flag number one. For example, statements like, all of us are traumatized as kids, which is why we need to X, Y, or Z, or all of us are from the cosmos and we're just floating in a quantum field. If simple quantifiers and qualifiers are absent from a guru's messaging, that's a sign that they are likely unqualified to speak as a mental health authority and are less interested in actually helping people then they are convincing as many followers as possible to invest in their prophetic gifts. New Age holistic psychology and wellness is not about trauma-informed care. It's about pushing pseudoscience and marketing. These alternative wellness gurus fume about the evils of big pharma until they're blue in the face. But they push a far more deceptive form of capitalism. They don't want to sell you pills. They want to sell you a key to enlightenment they don't actually possess. To some onlookers, Mystical insta-scammers might not seem like that much of a threat. You'd have to be seriously out of touch to put real faith in these people, right? But researchers have found that the folks most attracted to New Age rhetoric are more with it than one might think. Studies show that American test subjects with the lowest education levels have a higher probability of subscribing to certain paranormal beliefs like haunted houses, satanic possession, and UFO landings. But it's test subjects with the most education are likeliest to believe in new age ideas like the power of the mind to heal disease. Psychologist Stuart Weiss has remarked that the new age movement has led to the increased popularity of supernatural ideas among groups previously thought to be immune to superstition. Those with higher intelligence, higher socioeconomic status, and higher educational levels. Therefore, he remarks the age-old view that people who believe in weird things are less intelligent than non-believers may not hold entirely true. Objectively, made-up metaphysical interpretations of quantum fields and upgrading your DNA are just as irrational as ghosts and alien visitations. The fact that they are associated with a demographic of social media-savvy young people with college degrees makes them seem more acceptable. 
It's not that smart people aren't capable of believing in cultish things. Instead, it's that smart people are better at defending beliefs they arrived at for non-smart reasons. Most people, even skeptics and scientists, don't come to the bulk of their beliefs for reasons having to do with empirical evidence. No one sits down and reads a bunch of scientific studies then weighs the pros and cons before deciding what to believe in. Rather, such variables such as genetic predispositions, educational experiences, peer pressures, and life impressions all shape the personality preferences and emotional inclinations that, in conjunction with numerous social and cultural influences, lead us to make certain belief choices. This is all to say being smart and hip to the zeitgeist is not enough to protect someone from cultish influence online. And even if shady social media characters don't seem like that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, by contributing to a world that values light language and sci-fi physics over real science as if facts are just opinions, they wind up making space for more urgently dangerous groups to take advantage. At this point, I don't even know how long I've been recording for and how long I read that. That was several pages of the book. And, uh, you know, I, uh, sorry that that was that long, but if you were still here, thank you so much for tuning in for that. I feel that that was the most perfect way to end this episode was reading through the rest of that book just to highlight just everything we've been talking about in this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts, and if you've had experiences with this before, please do not hesitate to DM me and share your experience with it, or leave a comment on social media. For the moment, I'm going to be reframing from filming myself while I'm recording these episodes. It is a lot easier for me to just record without worrying about a camera being on me, so I apologize to any of my YouTube friends who will not be getting a video version of this, but I am just not in a place to film myself and so audio it is next week's episode i'm very excited about is going to be on sex ed or lack thereof so get excited for that until then no matter where you are what you're up to today i hope that you take care of yourself and whatever that may look like whatever capacity you have and above all else make yourself a cup of tea and be kind to yourself i'll see you soon